Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. <laughs> Finally, truth in advertising. This is the happiest happy hour ever. Yeah. Justice did done come this week. Got, I mean, it it's... It did. Well, I, it's, this I, was, I, we are so close to... Uh, what do we call them? Shadengasms? Shad- that we're... Oh, 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 right we couldn't there. say this on air, but this was like Justice Bukaki. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. It, it was, was just... Justice we, circle we all got And we all got sprayed. We all got sprayed. Oh, There's in no... In the face. Right? In the face. We all took it in the face. Ah... Okay, this is why we are doing what was a. That? Stop I don't it. know what's going on. Stop it. <laughs> okay, listen, this is why we are doing no both legal it. ladies, Jill Weinbanks and yeah. Joyce Vance, for yeah. the happy hour because. Because they have was, shit to say. There was a lot of justice coming this week. Yeah. And I, I, was this pre nuclear secrets? I think so. But who the fuck knows? Oh my God. It's really and truly like. I, can I tell you how many friends I've had going, oh, he's nothing's going to happen to him? This is the week we're like, fucking A. Things are happening. Yeah. Things are Shit's happening. happening. Yeah. So just drink up, man. Party, hearty. Here we go. Happy, happy hour. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Oh, hi, Joe Weinbanks. Good morning. 
Good morning, Stephanie Miller. How are you? I'm very fine and dandy on this historical uh, day. I I just have to read this part of the statement from the office of the 45th president for you. Uh, He said, um, what is the difference between this and Watergate, where operatives broke into the Democrat National Committee? Here, in reverse, Democrats broke into the home of the 45th president of the United States. Your thoughts, Jill Weinberg. <laughs> I like that laugh. That was my thought. <laughs> when I first heard that, I was actually on air as this was breaking, and I burst into hysterical laughter because it's so outrageous. I know that some people may think that uh, they are only people who listen to Donald Trump because operatives did not break into his house and Democrats didn't break into his house. FBI agents had a search warrant by a judge finding probable cause that there was evidence of a crime at Mar-a-Lago, and therefore they had a legal reason for going there. So it's not at all like a burglary in the dead of night by former CIA agents who were part of the uh, Bay of Pigs invasion of Cuba. No, it's not at all like that. (laughs) This is actual law enforcement. That's how law enforcement works in America. Can you explain as a a prosecutor, Jill, what a lot of people have said is, do you know how much evidence there has to be for a judge to sign off on a a search warrant for the home of a former president? We talked about this with Jeffrey Clark and John Eastman, that for a lawyer of a president, Mm -hmm. there's got to be a high bar. Can you explain what just happened yesterday? It's a high bar for any American citizen uh, to be subjected to a search. And a judge will take even extra caution if it happens to be somebody who happens to be the former president of the United States. The bar is very high. It isn't the same as what it would take to convict at a trial, which is beyond a reasonable doubt. But probable cause means it's more probable than not. And remember, there is a judge who has already found that John Eastman and Donald Trump more probably than not, more likely than not, committed a crime. Um, As far as the reporting here, we can, I would say, conclude that the reason for this search had to do with missing documents that were wrongfully taken from the White House and kept at Mar-a-Lago. Some of those are highly classified and pose a national security threat. We don't know if those are the ones that they were looking for. We don't even know for sure that it was documents that belong to the government and not to Donald Trump that they're looking for. But we do know whatever they were looking for, if they find other things that are evidence of crime, they can take them if they're in plain sight. They have to be within the exact precincts of what the Uh, subpoena says. So if the subpoena says they can search his safe, they can search his office, they can search his bedroom, all of that is fine. That means they can't go into the lobby. It means they can't go into the bed, you know, whatever room isn't named. But if they find something there, then in in the places that are specified, it's, it's fair game. What? Jill, I know this is probably all speculation at this point. None of us know. But what? why do you think, because this has been going on for months, why wouldn't he give these documents up? I mean, I, to me, this smacks of national security, as you just said, that they were saying these are so classified they couldn't even mention them before, like yes. what was in them. So, I mean, is it either would your speculation be that it's very incriminating or that uh, there's a possibility he's selling them to our enemies? Like, I, w- why would he 
keep these documents, do you think? Yeah, I, I'm one of those people who hates speculating because right. we just right. don't know. But we do know that's that why you're a great you're a famous attorney and I work in my basement. Go ahead. <laughs> I would like to be more interesting and speculate because as an American citizen, of course, I am speculating. But as a lawyer, I have to say we don't know that there will be an indictment following this. Right. And we don't know what those documents were. We do know that there was negotiations and that many boxes have been already removed mm -hmm. from Mar-a-Lago. There were 15 boxes taken back to the archives where they belong. There's a, a law, the Federal Records Act, I'm sorry, and, and also the Presidential Records Act, which say that it's government property and that he wrongly took them from the White House. There must be, since we're saying it's related to documents, there must be some that he refused to turn over and that they have reason to believe he has and that he would have them there. So what those documents are, we don't know. He took everything that included his quote, love letter from mm -hmm. uh, the president of North Korea. He took a letter from President Obama welcoming him to the White House. He took some clothing. I don't know how that, you know, yeah. it must've been a gift from somebody. Um, but whatever it is, it was deemed important enough send a search team in and he obviously had stopped cooperating despite what his son is saying about their full cooperation if there was full cooperation yeah. no one what, would be asking you for a search warrant tell us the difference between a subpoena then and a search warrant because and i know the answer because i saw you on tv yesterday <laughs> i'm pretending i don't know but <laughs> but no, because he could good, have just done a question. subpoena right if he's cooperating just yeah. give us these materials but tell if us why they went for a search yeah. warrant there are three levels of cooperation. One, uh, and, and this happened in Watergate. Our first thing was not a subpoena to the White House. Our first was a phone call. Mm -hmm. Will you give us the tape recordings that Alexander Butterfield just said exist? The answer was no. The next step was a subpoena. And the search warrant would be a much more um, higher level threat. And it would take a lot more to get. You do. You can't just get a subpoena. Again, a subpoena comes from you know a judicial approval, and so you need some reasons, an affidavit that says this is why we're asking for the subpoena. But the subpoena is enforced by the law in the same way that um, a search warrant would be. But the search warrant means you have permission to go in and get it yourself. The subpoena is something that is a a cooperation where the person who receives the subpoena then produces what you have asked for. And you have to ask for it in real specificity. You have to say, I want memos, I want videotapes, I want audio recordings. Everything that you want must be spelled out. And sort of the same thing is true in a search warrant. You have to say what you're looking for. and But you can be a little bit broader in saying evidence that may show the crime of. Now, we haven't seen the search warrant. Um, and so we don't know what crimes were spelled out there. We're only somehow getting this from reporting that the crime has to do with right. missing documents. Right. But I'm, what I'm saying is the difference between the subpoena and the search warrant means the judge has reason to believe that documents are going to be destroyed, right? Or hid. Uh, well, the no, not necessarily that they would be destroyed, just that they are not being produced pursuant to either negotiations or a subpoena. Okay. And that they it. wouldn't be produced 
by a subpoena. Okay. Doesn't mean that he'll destroy them. So, although we know he has destroyed documents. I mean, you've yeah. seen pictures. Yeah. Um, although I question those pictures too. Oh, all right. Well, that's why. I, well, first of all, again, that's why there's a movie. Who's playing you? Who's playing you? Katie Holmes. Yeah. yeah. That's why there's not a movie she, with Katie Holmes playing me because she right? has a new movie out <laughs> in which her 16 year old daughter, Suri sings blue moon. <gasps> and I'm telling you that girl has a great voice. Wow. 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 She is going to be a jazz singer it is just go on YouTube and ask for Suri Cruz. Blue Moon. Okay. It's wow. Fabulous. I, I'm going to do that. I'm now. shocked that she's 16. I'm sorry. I know. Like, I'm like, we're like, how old are we? Oh my God. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> so it's obviously also speculation that somebody Trump trusted has turned on him, and speculation about Cipollone, Mark Meadows. How would somebody? How would they know it's in a safe? What, what is your take on that? Um, that could be from those sources. It could be. From prior negotiations, remember the FBI was there and removed documents. I'm sure that there were conversations about where did these come from? And so when he says they broke into my safe, well, they didn't break into the safe. They had reason to enter the safe. They knew that there was a possibility that that's where he would have purloined these documents. Where would you store documents that you had no right to have? You wouldn't take them on your desk in full display. Of course, you're not Donald Trump either, no. so Donald Trump <laughs> might do that. You might, but you wouldn't, right? In the toilet. I, in the toilet yeah. is where I would. Okay. Um, <laughs> now, legally, is butt Hillary a, def a defense? <laughs> 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 All right. That was a joke. Now, Her house never got searched. <laughs> right. No. She seemed to be sipping Chardonnay last night. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, so, Jill, you know, again, we don't know exactly what's happening, but people are saying that by the time you are raiding the house of the former president, you're closer to the end than to the beginning of an investigation. And I mean, he's such a crook that we all had to last night go, oh, which thing is this? Which crime? Which <laughs> FBI? Right. I mean, so now we seem to have confirmation, right, that it's the classified documents. But as you're saying, you don't know they could have found other evidence of other crimes we yeah. don't know well, what does this what does this portend to you and when it's you know search warrants uh, i have used early in an investigation to get evidence to ask questions about and to determine who are the other people i want to interview but it is not uncommon it's probably more common use them at the very end when you have everything and now you're looking for the very last pieces that will tie this together so it it's I think we've seen enough evidence now, I, who was a very big doubter of the Attorney General, am willing to now say the Department of Justice is definitely taking Donald Trump seriously and is fully engaged in an investigation of multiple crimes. We know that they're looking at many crimes besides Records Act violations. And Records Act violations are not to be sneezed at. I mean, they're important part of how we run our government about transparency. It's also about protecting national security. We know he yeah. leaked information to the Russians yeah. uh, from Israeli sources. So he's not above leaking. Now, the president can declassify. So anything that he has there, maybe he declassified before he took him out of the White House. Once he's out of the White House, he doesn't have that power. But did he declassify him? You know, I, I don't know. Uh, that doesn't Since mean he lies about he everything, did. is there a way we know when he declassified, you know, that if he did declassify no. before he, okay. No. 
No, there isn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's there what... should be because there is a process for declassifying and marking things as, you know, taking off the classification marks. Um, so maybe there is a way to find out if he's lying that he did it before, but that's tricky. But that's what you're right. He does think he has like Spidey sense and superpowers after he <laughs> left the White House like executive privilege, and he doesn't. So you're right. If he said, oh, I did it when I got here, it's like, no, you weren't president anymore. That's right. The minute he got on that plane at 12, well, maybe he got on before the inauguration started, but as of he's a whiny loser, baby, he was not president. Right. Sorry, whiny loser baby is a technical legal term. Okay. Yes, I think that's a good one. I think that's a good one. And by the way, I should have, of course, said that it was when we said Republicans, it was your father's presidential mm-hmm. running mate right. yes. who Goldwater. went to the White House and said, you will be convicted in the Senate if you do not resign. Yeah. So that's, that's you know, score one for your father. Yeah, right. It was John Dean that wrote the original, what is it, what was uh Barry's book, Conservatives with Conscience, and then Dean exactly. wrote Conservatives without Conscience. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. Well, anyway, I, yeah, I mean, I guess um, I'm just, we're just curious at what stage, what investigation is, because we don't even know what, what all is going it's, on. And that's the important thing to know is we don't know. I originally said, oh, they would never issue a search warrant for these documents because there are so many other steps well, prior to doing that. That was my first reaction when I heard it. Now, as I read the reporting, uh, and Betsy Woodruff-Swan said yesterday on a panel I was on that it, you know she had definitely confirmed that that was what it was. And as I said, I haven't seen it, the search warrant, so I can't say that that's what it says. Um, but I think she's a very credible reporter, and so I take her point of view and think well then maybe it well, is just that yeah we were um, well, you mentioned national security and we were saying is it russia stuff you know what would paul manafort finally admitting what we all knew from the beginning that he shared polling internal polling data with russia uh, you know i mean he's finally so i'm just wondering you know what stuff we're going to find the what's in there russia yeah. stuff incriminating but something that that may impact national it, security it could be who knows it could be related to ukraine which is yeah. certainly you know, his withholding, even for a day, and it was more than a day that he withheld weapons that they very much needed in anticipation of what has now materialized into this horrendous yeah. improper attack uh, yeah. is really terrible. Yeah. Maybe it has something to do with that. We just don't know. Um, the good thing about government documents is there's seldom only one copy. Yeah. You know? nice. And they, unless they're his handwritten notes, there's someone yeah. else created. Yeah, yeah. And Jill, real quick, just, since you brought that up, the Secret Service and Homeland Security and Pentagon techs, do you, is your take that we will find those, that they are somewhere? or? It, yeah, I mean, unless it was done so deliberately by a real expert, yeah. those things don't disappear. Things go from A to B. And we also have the the senders and the recipients. We know who the agents are who were on duty at the time, or supposedly we now do because the government has turned over the phone numbers of those agents. Yeah. And so that means they have the names of those agents. Let's ask the agents, what was going on that day? What's your memory? Yeah. And let's do it sooner rather than later yeah. before memories fade. Maybe they got um, the expert that acid washed Hillary's risotto recipes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
just, these are the jokes. That would be yeah, a good uh-huh. one, yes. I mean, it would take a real expert to actually make them disappear from the cloud. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that is a clear violation of the Records Act. Yeah. Because you cannot wipe a phone clean without uploading them because everything on that phone is a government record. Yep. Yeah. There's a clear violation. Only from the I day they tried to it. overthrow the government, Jill. It's not like it was an important day. Wow. Okay. Ten times Watergate to the, to yes. the tenth power on steroids. <laughs> Way right. worse. Yep. Way worse. All right. Thank you, honey. Can't wait for the movie. Yes. yes. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. All right. And there she goes. Jill Weinbanks. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, Joyce Vance and the Chickens of Justice. Good morning. Good morning. I'm happy to be the new home for the Chickens of Justice. I think that's what I'm going to rename my chicken coop. Yeah. <laughs> um, we were just saying, I can watch MSNBC with the sound down now and get the same enjoyment of the holy <laughs> faces on you and Barb McQuaid. So you have to tell us, you talked a little trash to Barb because she was the one that was on the air when the news broke about the raid. It wasn't really trash. Like, I was amazed... Um, <laughs> You know, what do you do when you're on television and somebody whispers in your ear, they've just searched Mar-a-Lago? So <laughs> all honor to Barb McQuaid, who is truly a scholar and a gentlewoman. She just, right. She kept her, you're like, where's your poker face, Barb? <laughs> I mean, I have to say, even for you, like, solid, calm professionals, this is a lot this week. I mean, just the, those of us that aren't lawyers are like, oh, my God, right. and now Scott Perry's phone. I mean, talk to us about <laughs> I don't even know where to start with the legal significance of this week, but go ahead. So maybe one way of looking at it, this is probably the most boring way, but you know me, I'm boring. Yeah, that's um, what we love about Is you. that today is 89 days before the midterm election. Mm-hmm. Mar-a-Lago was searched 91 days before the midterm election. And DOJ notoriously tries to go dark on politically um, complicated investigations at a period of time sufficiently far enough out from an election to avoid any allegation that they're influencing the election. You know, the ghost of uh, Jim Comey sort of lingers over that whole thing. I'm glad so you got to him before that, I did. Yes. Yeah, okay. uh-huh. early. If, if DOJ had stuff to do, it makes sense that we would see it happening this week. Mm-hmm. And so now they've got 90 days to quietly sort through what they obtained at Mar-a-Lago. We have no idea what that is. Uh, and figure out, you, you know, they're... Let's just put this on the table early. Two things could be going on at Mar-a-Lago, assuming the reporting is correct, that this is about national security classified papers. 
One is there could be a criminal investigation going on. These cases are rarely prosecuted, but there are some factors here that suggest that there'd be good reason to investigate and consider that. Possibly more importantly are the national security implications. And whenever you have a spill of classified evidence, you gotta figure out what's involved in the spill and whether or not there is risk to national security. So, you know, we've got a former president who notoriously sat at dinner at Mar-a-Lago mm-hmm. and sort of crowdsourced advice on how to handle a Korean missile launch. There's no telling what he would do with papers. The important thing is that people need to get a, people, government needs to understand what's happened and what the risks are. Um, the one thing we, we brought up is that, of course, Kash Patel said, oh, oh you know, he declassified <laughs> this already even though it's not in the paperwork, of course. He's mm-hmm. just like, oh, I just heard him say it. What, how does that stand up legally? Yeah, so there's a whole lot here, and we don't know all of the answers. Could Trump have declassified everything he took to Mar-a-Lago? Sure, he could have. But it's not. you don't just get to wave a magic wand and say declassified. There's actually some formalistic stuff right. um, that has to go along with that to make sure that it happens. And, and we just don't know the answer. Did Trump declassify everything that was in his possession? Maybe Joe Biden could turn around and reclassify it. I mean, I think that that's just silly. And if the argument that you're making at this point is it was all declassified, well, why not just say that to the government when it shows up on your doorstep in Mar-a-Lago? We know that at least since June, there have been negotiations going on to get some materials back, probably a lot earlier, to be honest. So if it was just that simple and if Trump was able to establish that the materials were declassified, <clears throat> DOJ would never have been able to get the probable cause to go in with I, a search warrant. I was, you got there ahead of me. It's almost like you have a fancy law degree and I don't. Okay. <laughs> um, I was just going to say that. that uh, yeah, so you can't say abracadabra or Beetlejuice. You do not need a law degree to understand this stuff. And something I regret that we do as lawyers is mystify it and use funky yeah. language. Yeah. You know, this is Americana. We should all understand how this stuff mm-hmm. works. And you obviously... Well, you said it on Twitter. Probable cause is more than just suspicion. It means a reasonable person reviewing the evidence would conclude a crime has been committed and there's good reason to believe evidence or fruits of it will be recovered in the place to, from the place to be searched. And I assume the bar for not just a lawyer, but a, a former president's home has got to be really high. Well, I think it was pretty high. Look, that that bar is something that DOJ lawyers take seriously because, you know, what happens if you don't take it seriously is that you have the professional embarrassment of being in a federal district judge's chambers or a magistrate judge's chambers and having them tell you, hey, your warrant is thin. There's not enough here for me to sign off on. And no prosecutor wants to have that happen. It diminishes your credibility. So we we used to, when I was at DOJ, work very hard to bolster the credibility of our search warrants. In this case, there is no doubt that this search warrant affidavit was fly-specked by the Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco, who's looked at a lot of search warrant affidavits during her career. And I'm 105% certain that Merrick Garland himself would have signed off on this one before it went to an independent federal judge who would have looked at it with extraordinary care before he or she put their name on the search warrant. So from here, you said lots of options here, everything from classified documents to other crimes, but whatever it is, the judge who issued the warrant would have been rigorous about determining there was sufficient probable cause. Joyce, when might we hear something about this, or if at all, what about what the warrant was, what they found, what they didn't find, what, what's going on? Well, let me talk about when we should hear about it. 
DOJ does not litigate its cases in the news. And, and I'm amused, I'll, I'll say amused rather than using a word I shouldn't use on, on radio, um, that Mitch McConnell and others have been outraged. They're outraged and they're demanding that DOJ talk about the case. Right. So just sort of play that out and imagine that Merrick Garland took the podium this morning or that Chris Ray, the director of the FBI, took the podium and said, here is all of the evidence that we have that Donald Trump was involved in committing crimes. If one of them publicly went out and said that, there would be outrage. DOJ is trying to dirty up these people before they've even charged them, you know, yeah. we, we would hear. DOJ, it, it is not DOJ's job to truck in speculation and rumor and preliminary information. We will hear from DOJ if they indict folks. We wow. will see an indictment and DOJ will limit at that time its communications with the public to what's in the four corners of the indictment. And the point in time where we would properly find out what they learned during this search is if there's a trial, okay. when the evidence is released, or if there's a guilty plea, when the government proffers what its evidence at trial would have looked like. Okay. Because I'm, I'm running out. It's not out. very satisfying for people well, like I'm, you and me. I'm running out of party whistles. But it's the right thing. I'm running out of party whistles. So I just need to know how to plan <laughs> for what's next and when. Um, Neil Katyal said, search of Trump abusive. Law enforcement leaves a copy of the search warrant, which itemizes what they're looking for and what laws were violated. If Trump RNC thinks this search signed off on by a federal judge is abusive and they have nothing to hide, release the warrant to the public, which they will never do. <laughs> Correct. Um, I don't think that they will, because I suspect it would be pretty incriminating. But so I need to write a piece about this, and, and thank you for the reminder. <laughs> we say search warrant, but really it's sort of an accumulation of paper. The government fills out an application to obtain a search warrant. That's a document that I would love to see, because it would probably list in some detail the criminal statutes that DOJ was investigating, the crimes, right? It would identify, yeah. here's what crimes we think might have been committed. We're not going to see that, because that's one of the pieces of paper that gets sealed. Then there's the search warrant itself. That's what the judge signs off on. That's what Trump has. And at the, at the top of that search warrant, there's a box um, that calls for some findings about, you know, why, why a search is being authorized or what you're being authorized to search. And usually because it's too much information to put in that little box, DOJ lawyers write, see attachment B. Well, what Trump has and what he could share with us is the search warrant itself and attachment B, which most likely is an inventory of the property that is to be searched, or I should say a, an explanation of the, the what's yeah. going to be searched, and then an inventory of what DOJ took. Expect that to be heavily redacted in this case because of national security concerns. It might just be very vague. Uh, materials obtained in search of safe or something like that. Yeah. And then there's the agent's affidavit. An FBI agent has to file a sworn affidavit. It's under oath, but it can contain hearsay, like, you know, so-and-so told me X, um, a, a confidential, reliable informant told me X. Um, and that, too, is sealed, and we won't see that. So the two pieces of paper we'd most like to see are sealed and out of reach. I'd still like to see the warrant and attachment be that's sitting in Trump's possession. Yeah. Well, okay. So I have to ask you, you, uh, House Judiciary GOP tweeted, if they can do it to a former president, imagine what they can do to you. And you just said, so it's official. The Republican Party is no longer the party of law and order. Um, you talked about Kevin McCarthy. He's trying to distract from a, the momentous day where the AG, FBI director, and federal judge all agreed probable cause existed that evidence of a crime would be found at Trump's home. Mm -hmm. 
are even you surprised by this party that that they are now uh, and the former president speculating openly about oh did they plant evidence which to me says they know they found something incriminating already they're already going with all these conspiracy theories you know abuse of power planted evidence I, I, are you surprised by that I'm not surprised at all. This just seals the deal. This is the party of Trump. They're willing to abandon cherished Republican principles like support for law and order. I mean, surprise, who would have thought that the far right and the far left would now be in agreement about defunding the police? Mm. But we're hearing cries from people on the right to defund the FBI. It's just Meshuggahs. Yeah. Yeah. I Okay. Well, by the way, you said what's the over/under and how long it takes for Trump to send out a fundraising email? Um, you were—that was already done, I think, yep. seconds after you tweeted that. So, it, it, I mean, but so let's go to Scott Perry because speaking of this whole party, yeah. how significant is that? I mean, he's someone that we know asked for a pardon. Um, as uh, Allison Gill points out, do you know on at least five occasions Representative Scott Perry, who just had his phone seized, texted Meadows to move their chat to Signal? A lot of speculation that. It's Meadows that's cooperating. I mean, do you have any thoughts behind this raid and the Scott Perry seizure being one day apart? So Cassidy Hutchinson, I think, was the one who testified that Mark Meadows burned papers after a meeting with Scott Perry in his White House office. Like, how how weird right. is that? Um, and, of course, we know that Perry introduced... President Trump, then President Trump, to Jeff Clark, this sort of uh, uh, the environmental lawyer at DOJ who aspired to become the attorney general um, and was willing to perpetuate the big lie on the American people in order to get that job. So lots of interesting speculation mm -hmm. around Perry. So here's, here's the deal. If I was still a prosecutor, I would actually want to have Perry as a witness. I might want to prosecute him and make him take a felony. Uh, and be willing to give him sentencing consideration to get his testimony. But his testimony could be very important here. However, as you find out, there's a lot of speculation around uh, Mark Meadows, whose last text, I think, was, was when a Republican congresswoman was recently killed in a car crash, maybe not more than a week ago. And, and he texted about that. Or he tweeted about that, but his Twitter feed has been very light. His public presence yeah. has been very light. Mm. Lots of speculation about whether or not he could be trying to uh, conduct a deal with the government for his testimony. Sisters-in-law, we were saying, before I met all yeah. y'alls, you <laughs> tweeted about having everybody sit on your front porch, Jill Weinbanks and yeah. Barb McQuaid and you and talk. And I'm like, oh, my God, can I come? I won't say anything. And that is exactly what Sisters-in-law is. It is so fantastic, this idea, to hear all of you guys. Uh, and you were saying it's your therapy, but it's so instructive for the rest of us to get to hear uh, legal talk at that level. Yep. And you guys are all just uh, fantastic. Uh, tell well, the thank you for that. I, I wish that you would come and join us, but you, you would not be permitted to remain quiet if you do that. Okay. <laughs> I, I'll feed the chickens. I'll do whatever I need to do. <laughs> Joyce. All right. Thanks so much for taking time. I'll see you back on the TV in like, oh, a second. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks for having me. Bye, y'all. There she goes. Joyce. Oh, with an Alabama y'all. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs>